You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Why Not Mint Money, your everyday personal finance podcast. This is your host Akshat Rohatgi from Mint's personal finance team, and today we have Neha Juneja. who's the founder and ceo at india p2p it's a social lending women focused p2p lending platform so in this episode we discuss how social lending works how p2p lending works how amalgamation of p2p and social works and how women are the best asset class according to neha and a lot of data and statistics that she tells us so join us Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi everyone. So today we have Neha with us who is the founder of India P2P. It's a social P2P lending startup and it's been there for quite a while. So so over to you Neha. first could we could we just talk about how social lending works and then how, what is p2p lending and then how your model is different by mixing them together so what do you know thank thank you for having me akshit uh, first of all i'll take a step back and start with the fact that why is lending important or why is lending important to or giving credit to people important for social progress right. Uh, a lot of times we see you know individuals or small businesses around us where we see that the entrepreneur or the business person whether it's a tea stall owner or a you know kirana store owner vegetable seller whatever it might be uh, works very hard works 14 hours a day you know usually without a break and is still you know not earning enough to live the kind of comfort that they would ideally like to live in so most people uh, just taking a step back what credit or lending allows you to do is that it allows you to invest in your business whether it's a small business or big business and extract more income out of the same effort that you typically put in so you're still continuing to work whatever 10 hours 14 hours a day but now you're making some additional income and this is also why you know because lending lets you leverage the resources that you have which may be your time which may be some other resource is why it's uh, so important to the to the economy and general economic growth also in fact lending is the reason why the modern economy exists in its form before lending you had to steal from somebody to increase your wealth it was pretty much just like that um i say this because sometimes uh, when we think about giving out loans or so we think oh why are we you know and especially in the social context we start thinking that oh this is just to earn interest but that's not a that's not the correct way to think about it it's actually taking a risk of giving somebody some capital to do more with it and the interest that is earned is actually created by uh, is generated by some real economic value creation Uh, so i'll i'll take a little small pause here but fundamentally this is why lending is important and lending right. inherently if done right to the right uh, segment of borrowers can be very 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 impactful it can be especially let's say to small businesses or to women owned businesses or to uh, even farmers where access to capital is not so easy 
because loans are small or for some you know many other issues access is not easy enabling lending there has a great um, you know great impact and just great purpose mm-hmm. understood so now like uh, should we shift to p2p as in p2p in its raw form what i what i understood and what people know is you are lending to another person you're checking you're like yourself checking whatever you want to check like income whatever he does business and all the underwriting process was a person to person but what the industry now has become they're like kind of pooling in money which is kind of a what like we covered it also about 2 3 months back uh, right. pooling and then creating underwriting algorithms and like they have kind of transition into more of a shadow bank but like we talked about this earlier as well so we could go like what p2p should be what p2p the industry as whole is doing now and how you guys are different and you guys are like kind of following the original model and also the social aspect of it so if that could be the flow of the conversation up, uh, like from now uh, sure akshat so the way p2p lending is decided uh, is kind of uh, the way peer to peer lending works especially under uh, under indian regulation and the indian context p2p re- lending is regulated by the reserve bank of india Uh, a platform is first has to go through some diligence by the RBI. Uh, only an RBI approved platform can operate P2P lending processes. And uh, post approval, a platform is supposed to uh, go out and solicit borrowers, underwrite each and every borrower, which is something all platforms do. Uh, you know, lending as a business requires typically requires some specialization for success. There are very few lenders. who succeed uh, you know by uh, who underwrite a very broad base of borrowers and are still successful and so mm-hmm. it's generally recommended that you should focus on you know a few or just one type of borrower and have very tight processes in underwriting underwriting is essentially risk management uh, for those that borrower segment and that's what most platforms tend to do most platforms don't lend to a very wide a subset of or a wide you know variety of borrowers overall and lenders can come on the platform lenders can choose to you know uh, select a certain you know portfolio of borrowers on their own or the platform can create a portfolio of borrowers for them uh, we do both of those options and can have a fairly well diversified investment out there Uh, now what makes a p2p platform or p2p very interesting is um, as a business model is that uh, there is what tends to happen in any economy and especially in india the smaller you are the more kind of uh, whether you're a retail borrower or you know the smaller you jitna chota aap loan lete hai utna zyada interest aapko dena padta hai and and this correlation that you pay more interest if you are taking a small loan uh, doesn't apply you know it is not impacted by the fact that you might have a great credit score or a great history and the reason for that is that capital goes through a bulk breaking process like uh, you know like in uh, in shampoo or detergent sales there is a wholesaler distributor retailer and then eventually the customer Uh, uh, this uh, this kind of a bulk breaking also happens in capital where money moves from banks to you know large wholesale nbfcs to smaller nbfcs 
to possibly even smaller NBFCs and then then to the end borrower, and uh, like a wholesaler charges um, charges some margin, a distributor charges margin, a retailer charges margin, is is how all of these intermediaries in the capital value chain also charge a margin. Is why borrowers end up paying a high cost. Uh, it is not because the borrowers are inherently high risk borrowers. P2P lending is very interesting because it bypasses these capital bulk breaking or distribution intermediaries and uh, unlocks a lot of margin which is yield in this case and gives the benefit of that unlock margin to either borrowers or lenders or both whichever way you know every business model works and of course um, there are different models whether it's pooling capital or creating diversified portfolios or one is to one selection and all three are you know all three and in fact even more variants are currently active in the industry so uh, i heard you say uh, that a, a multiple times like in articles as well as when we talk like women are the best asset class if, if i were to correctly remember so like why do you say that do you have like a data backing that or you have seen in your underwriting your lending journey that uh, or like the basis of a startup is your companies as well as to lend to women so like what's the what's the like backing behind that or what's the thought process behind that so it's actually very interesting so india is one of those um, first of all about 30% of active borrowers in india right now are women so it's not uh, women actually make a fairly large proportion of the number of borrowers even though the value of borrowing by women you know uh, on a per person basis or overall mm. is, tends to be low uh, women have higher civil scores in india india is a unique country where women actually have a higher civil score than men mm-hmm. and this is in spite of the fact that women typically have challenges in asset ownership or uh, you know just uh, uh, kind of stake on income that comes into the household or thereabouts so there is i mean there is more than enough data that women are very high quality borrowers this is not to say that men are bad borrowers but women typically have better repayment behavior and hence uh, formal civil scores also than men and it just turns out that um, uh, most of the women who make up the borrower base of india are rural and semi urban women which is something that uh, kinds of gets missed out in the general public discourse and it is it is so because of the gramin bank or uh, microfinance movement that started in the late 2000s in fact it started in the early 2000s uh, a lot of the listeners here might recall uh, uh, mr mohammed yunus of uh, bangladesh he started this he met uh, during the bangladesh famine he's an economist he saw mm-hmm. that giving loans could really help people you know especially rural households help uh, enable rural households to create income sources which were different from agriculture because of you know floods and thereabouts agricultural incomes were completely gone at that time and uh, he met a lot of uh, women in villages and he could see that they seem very responsible they are very savvy about the business idea that they have and they will be able to you know take a loan and repay it very properly 
especially rural businesses tend to be reasonably high margin also uh but there was no way to underwrite such borrowers at scale they had no collateral they had no credit history back then now it's very different in terms of credit history so the model that he came up was to uh put you know five or let's say 10 women together in a group and make them co-guarantors for each other so if two of them take a loan and they don't repay on time the other eight or the other seven become responsible for that loan and this this uh, the evolution of this model is the grameen bank model and it is just so successful that uh, not only did mr yunus win the nobel prize in 2003 for his work in microfinance it has created an industry which is uh, you know which is about 80 billion dollars of loans given out in india every year it's globally across the global south a big success and it's an industry which is like 95% women borrowers and that's kind of the core of it so there is more than enough evidence that yes this is a great borrower segment but it is also borrower segment that even today borrows small quantities or small ticket sizes understood so your uh, underwriting slash risk management processes more or less similar to the model that uh, you talk about mohammed yunus is uh, grameen bank or is there any difference like if you could uh, so, so let's let's assume i want to invest through india b2b i'm an investor so how would you uh, put your product for me like why why should i obviously the returns i i personally know the returns are better even if from an investor point of view the first thing that one looks at is are the returns so you guys are offering i think 15 16% and then i think one product is 18% so obviously returns are um, one metric but how would a how would i look at your underwriting process or what investors that typically invest through india p2p look at except for the returns like if you could tell our viewers about that So Akshat, I'll first talk about the underwriting process. Now, since microfinance, since and we'll have to take a step back and understand how the Grameen Bank social underwriting, this you know co-guarantor mm-hmm. model, has evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the model has evolved, where you know a lot of uh, self-help groups or these joint liability groups were created across the world. including in india by a lot of microfinance companies many of whom have become banks today like bandhan bank or jeevan etc etc in right. fact just in mm-hmm. this year three microfinance companies have done very successful ipos mm-hmm. and year is still going on um but what has um, what happened is that uh, a very interesting development happened there was a little bit of overheating in the microfinance segment in the late 2000s and the rbi came in around 2011 and started regulating microfinance microfinance was not regulated prior uh, in a very kind of granular way since 2011 and in fact the rbi's regulations or the regulatory framework has been very successful so much so that it is actually copied the world over where the the reserve bank of india set limits as to how much loan a microfinance borrower can take what their income should be etc etc and um, and also insisted on full credit bureau coverage so today about uh, about uh, you know some 
एट नाइन क्रोर ऑलमोस्ट टेन क्रोर वुमेन हैव अ क्रेडिट ब्यूरो स्कोर टेन क्रोर वुमेन इफ यू लुक एट इन कॉन्टेक्ट इज एक्चुअली क्वाइट अ बिग नंबर इंडिया वुड हैव अबाउट थर्टी क्रोर हाउस होल्ड and approximately that much of which 10 crore households about a third of india's households are covered by microfinance which is saying something and all of these uh, women borrowers have a civil score so underwriting them actually is uh, is a lot easier than underwriting some other segments of borrowers and we also rely quite heavily on the borrower civil score and of course we also focus quite a bit on what business they are running how are they generating their income because frankly speaking most of these businesses are uh, you know not uh, more than 5 uh, 7 lakh rupees in turnover annually and they don't fall into gst ambit our borrowers don't have uh, a form 16 or thereabouts if they had all of this they would you know have a credit card they would not need right. a p2p loan or even a you know microfinance or a bandhan bank loan i mean they could just get a bandhan credit card so that's uh, broadly how the underwriting is done it's a it's a very stable easy segment to underwrite relatively because there's just so much credit bureau history from before uh, most of our borrowers are on their second or third loan and they've been running their own business for about 8 years they've borrowed for the same business before in terms of returns like um, said so these are small loans small loans typically have a higher interest rate and since we bypass banking and wholesale nbfc intermediaries we are able to deliver 15 16% returns to our investors i do want to say that these returns uh, are not like a high yield fixed deposit any lender coming on the platform does have to take the risk of a borrower defaulting impacting their returns right how have there been any like significant defaults because i saw on the platform Like I haven't seen the data in the last three four months. Uh, the last time we talked, I think they were sub sub one percent or sub two percent. But have been have have there been any like significant defaults? Number one, and do you think when the like it's it's a credit cycle? Though we are like kind of at the peak or at the boom of this cycle. So when uh, the cycle starts to turn around, uh, NPS would rise and maybe your returns would come down. Like, Like, do you do you guys predict that, or like, what are you guys thinking when uh, you underwrite? Look at what uh, what is um, and if any lenders or potential P two P investors are listening here, what is important to understand about microfinance, and then I'll come to the whole credit cycles or debt cycles question also. Mm-hmm. First of all, microfinance across all borrower categories. Microfinance, which is small loans, you know, typically sub one lakh rupee loans given out predominantly to women borrowers. Not always all women. Let's say ninety percent uh, women borrowers tends to have the lowest default rate. This is a segment that defaults less than even um, secured loan segments like loan against property and you know many many others. Historically since 2011 and thereabouts the levelized defaults in the microfinance industry have been around 2%. It is also because it's very granular it's very retail. It was also the first um, industry to recover from the impact of covid and covid had actually badly impacted all borrower segments mm-hmm. in fact the entire yeah. economy uh, in, during covid um, microfinance defaults went up to about 4% or thereabouts corporate defaults during the same time were you know some 12 13% plus and other segments were also not performing well and that is that 
um, a black swan event like that or a macro event like that or it could be you know demonetizations that happened earlier would impact repayments and returns you know uh, for investors on any p2p platform as included and that is not something that we can um, we can actually you know create some big protection against now coming to credit cycles uh, debt also has a cycle sometimes there's euphoria in the economy so lenders end up extending a lot of credit or mm-hmm. loans and then you know there's either some over indebtedness that starts building in or you know just generally uh, decline in economic activity leads to you know issues in debt repayments so we do see those cycles uh, however uh, retail borrowers are fairly not just in microfinance but let's say if you had uh like uh, a spread out retail borrower base which most p2p platforms do they are better protected against these debt cycles uh, but in microfinance what one needs to be the biggest risk is actually or even in small retail loans one of the biggest risks tends to be geographical concentration uh, let's say you know you have most of the borrowers you've given out a loan to are in eastern tamil nadu and for some there's a cyclone in eastern tamil nadu Uh, in that kind of a scenario you will not be able to recover repayments from those borrowers until things settle down um or let's say you know there's uh, some heavy rain event in mumbai and you have a lot of borrowers in mumbai uh, and you're let's say lending to small businesses etc in mumbai you will not be able to recover from your mumbai borrowers for a while because they have no income right now their homes are flooded such and such things mm-hmm. have happened right. you will not be able to collect from them so it becomes very important to geographically diversify to protect against um, these kinds of events which p2p platforms can do easily but having said that every 4 5 years there is indeed some event or some cycle whether it's a covid like event or some other event uh, which does impact um, you know overall repayment behavior and ability uh, especially the ability and can lead to lower debt turns and that is something that uh, p2p investors should be prepared for and akshit you're right right now everything is quite nice hunky dory uh, so but this should not um, investors should look at every investment including p2p as a as a long term investment and uh, be prepared to kind of weather the impact of these cycles as they happen here also as as they happen across other asset classes too understood well, one thing uh... I I wanted to ask uh, in this concentration of diversification. So obviously for a bank or uh, a institution who has distribution and collection power across India would benefit from this. But since like you guys are start just starting out, so diver- like diversive geographical diversification, like extreme geographical diversification, like key you invest. uh your one one of your borders is from suppose ladakh then other is from nagaland so uh and we talked about last time we talked about that you guys also do some some sort of a physical kind of underwriting okay. so like is that does that become difficult and like could we just go back like what was that physical underwriting and also uh, just for our listeners to go sure akshay Uh, yes, certainly, Akshan. So one of the things is that um, I want to be very upfront that no P2P platform can be as well diversified as a bank uh, because you know banking or being a bank is a just very different ball game. 
so that level of diversification you will not see on a p2p platform no matter how big or uh, geographically well dispersed they might be and which is why uh, sometimes p2p lending is perceived as a uh, you know uh, like a high return fp which it is not it is an investment product where you indeed are taking the risk of borrowers not repaying back uh, now coming to india p2p how we uh, perceive diversification it's very important to be like i mentioned just now very important to be geographically diversified because retail borrowers or small borrowers or small loan borrowers are uh, are quite susceptible to the impact of climatic events or other events also where abhi let's say aapke shehar mein baad aa gayi hai how will you run your business your home is flooded everything you can't you don't have it's it will be very unfair to go out as a lender and try to enforce repayments at that time so what we were attempted to do is to be geographically very well spread out from day one which is why it took us quite a while between getting the license and actually starting out also and today we give out loans in almost 100 districts which are you know right starting from nagaland traveling eastward central india and all of the five southern states so fairly well and we are of course uh, expanding into other geographies also which after a good assessment of that uh, kind of credit behavior mm-hmm. in that geography expanding to other geographies as well and we do meet and uh, physically verify each and every one of our borrowers uh because um, because of two reasons one of course uh, a lender coming in person from let's say a local small branch or even a lender's agent coming and visiting a borrower does mm-hmm. still uh, a kind of seriousness to that loan or seriousness to the you know your quality of repayment behavior which is one very important reason to do it and the second is that it also helps us um underwrite borrowers better we actually visit their place of work we look at what business they're running and collect a lot of data from that visit of course a lot of the other data we get from the borrowers civil report and otherwise that does not need any physical verification but for the income source of the borrower or what business they're running this verification uh, visit and verification actually generates a lot of quality data that helps us underwrite so one uh, one more question on underwriting process uh, you do you guys also like kind of created a matching algorithm uh, like what new age players are doing or it's like what traditional model jo hota tha 17 18 ke round like jo fair sent ity karte the you see that supposedly Mr. Ram wants loan and अभी Rang the most of the deals that I went through at that time, six percent, eight percent, six percent, eight percent, and you guys are like kind of sixteen percent, which is which is obviously a very good amount. Like why is such a like difference in both of you, uh, both of your startups? Sure, Akshat. So maybe I'll uh, I'll answer that part first. Um, I'm familiar of uh, familiar with Rang the, and Rang the mm-hmm. is definitely a very high impact. Uh, platform they index very much on um, 
on the impact that they create and they would typically go after borrowers who are of course in their assessment or lenders assessment worthy borrowers but are possibly not uh, you know borrowed before so maybe there is no credit history or some difficulty in that geography or attempting to do something very new mm. like even in our case uh, we are uh, you know we are indexed more on the stability of returns that we deliver to our investors Uh, that uh, sometimes we reject certain types of businesses or borrowers because uh, we think that it's too new of a business and hence too much risk so we don't rangde um, like i said at least to my mind of course they can express their thesis better is definitely very much focused on or indexed on impact uh, india p2p on the other hand of course we we believe that lending to women business owners and small business owners is just inherently very impactful and we focus on uh, on women borrowers who have kind of come kind of graduated from the whole social underwriting grameen bank microfinance model where lending rates typically tend to be 20% plus not uh, sometimes up uh, and, and i want to you know give uh, put this in context where to help people or lenders understand that sometimes for these bnpl loans and other types of loan or merchant loans lending rates can be 35 40% also microfinance because it's a regulated industry interest rates are 20% 25% also sometimes but these are regulated i mean there's kind of regulatory supervision over it and we play in this segment and which is why we are able to generate these 15 16% returns understood yeah and like the could we talk about that the first question uh, yes actually so coming back to the matching algorithm uh, in our case what we advise investors is that uh, so we don't uh, uh, we don't do a fee for based filling of loans or thereabouts the intention is that we always have some loans in our queue i'm just doing a very okay. simple description of what the algorithm is we mm-hmm. source from different parts of the country we source different types of businesses uh, different vintage of borrowers borrowing vintage of the borrower mm-hmm. and thereabouts and we put these loans in a stack a simple kind of stack lenders come and for every lender we uh, enable the lender to create a portfolio of loans which can be you know fractions as small as 500 rupees per loan where your your own investment is diversified to the maximum extent possible so if you come on india p2p you invest as little as 10000 rupees that 10000 rupees would ideally be put across 10 different loans which would come from 10 different parts of the country uh, different uh, uh, borrower uh, business profiles and diversified across many such other parameters so that uh, there is no concentration of your capital even if it is a small sum of capital across any business type across any geography across any state etc etc anushur pretty much these were my questions like if you want to leave the listeners with something whatever you want a quote or like just a message so we could go go with that Yes, so what I would like to say is that uh, P2P lending for uh, for lenders is a very interesting uh, kind of asset to have in your portfolio. It's, it's the only asset where there is a actual proper thesis as to why high returns are being generated 
बिकॉज इट्स दी ओनली काइंड ऑफ एसेट जिसमें आप हाई रिटर्न विदाउट इंक्रीजिंग रिस्क जनरेट कर रहे हैं यू आर काइंड ऑफ जनरेटिंग दीज रिटर्न बाय क्रिएटिंग सम काइंड ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी लेड मार्केट एफिशियंसी हैविंग सेट दैट इट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट फॉर एनी लेंडर और इन्वेस्टर टू अंडरस्टैंड यू नो समथिंग अबाउट हाउ लेंडिंग वर्क है बेसिक अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ हाउ लेंडिंग वर्क एंड Uh, how borrowers risk or the risk of default is assessed and kind of understand that about you know every platform they're investing in and then make an investment that, that's that's all i wanted to say great great thank you neha thank you for uh, coming to our podcast and we will be in touch sure actually thank you so much for having me thanks for tuning in if you have any further queries you could reach out to me on twitter or x at @rohodgi_akshit you could reach out to me on linkedin my linkedin profile goes by the name akshit rohodgi you could also reach out to neha and india p2p on linkedin as well thank you to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms To listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com